This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Well, I mean, again, unless I'm I'm reading all of this wrong, Dane Belton feels like he's going to be playing a lot of deep like he did in camp here, and they are going to move love around a little more, Paul. Is that not the case? I don't necessarily think that's going to happen that way. We'll see. Okay. Again, I think it's a matchup issue. You got to remember something, Sean. Everything Wink does is week to week matchup. In of fact, it changed right. during quarters and halves. So, do I think that both of those guys could potentially interchange during the course of a game? Sure. But Julian Love is more of the center fielder here. I, I don't think there's much doubt in terms of their skill sets and their capabilities. That doesn't mean they can't swap off some. Okay, so then there's two other guys I want to hit on off the buys result. One, and you mentioned him, I am very curious about the role of Jason Pinnock here because he was brought over with the Jets. Remember, that was the first signing they made before Tony Jefferson to up the safety room. That was a guy who played a lot of snaps for the Jets at safety, and he was a guy in a numbers game with the Jets that people thought had a lot of ability, a lot of talent, and he's hung around here all season playing some special team snaps and whatnot, and we haven't seen a lot of him on the defense, and we know he can start on defense, and this was a guy you know, on a normal situation in a normal safety room probably doesn't get cut from the Jets. I mean, are, are we going to see that the Giants maybe have an uncovered gem here in Jason Pinnock with the McKinney absence? I think that's a show-me situation, Sean. To be frank with you, uh, because he has been primarily a special teams player, and then, of course, was a bit nicked up, uh, he, has, he has really not had an opportunity to do anything on defense. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm being frank with you. I don't know. See, and the reason I say that, because some people will say, well, don't you see what he saw with the, with the Jets? He certainly did some good things with the Jets. He was not a flame out. This is a guy who got caught in the numbers game. So he is a, a viable talent. But now that he's with Wink, we've already seen what Wink has done with Fabian Moreau, who right. uh, you could call him a journeyman. And right now, he's playing like a quality starter in this league. So yeah. I, I, I don't even know if it's fair to, to project what Pinnock might be based on what he did in a Jets uniform. Wink Martindale seems to be able to bring out the absolute maximum 
from every one of the guys that he's had on defense this year. So let's just see what he does with Pinnock and hope for the best. Okay, and on the offensive side of the ball here, Paul, well, first of all, just real quickly, a little quick anecdote. What happened with Crawford, the guy they signed to the practice squad, and a day later got cut? Do we know what happened with Nick they, Williams they, out for the year? Yeah, they, they did not give out any information, but typically when something like this happens, uh, they bring the guy in, he agrees to his deal, he comes in and signs, and then they find out overnight that he didn't pass his physical, and okay. then they're forced to jettison him. Typically, that's what happens. Okay, because that was obviously something where somebody was familiar with Wink Martindale. Clearly, they have a hole here with Nick Williams out. I guess you're going to get a lot more gel- Jelly Ellis here in this spot. But, hey, it is what it is. Now, offensively, Paul, I'm getting sucked in. I'm getting sucked in on Kenny Galladay, okay? I was let down at no trade at the deadline. The Giants added Isaiah Hodgins, obviously, from Buffalo. But here's the crux of it with Kenny Galladay. We all know he's never going to be worth the $90 million in that contract. We all know he was a major disappointment to start this year early in the year and last year based on injuries. I mean, he's dropping passes, running backwards in games like the Dallas game and Carolina game, uh, and then he gets hurt, and we haven't seen him since then. Got hurt, you know, same time as Sterling Shepard. Now the Giants have a major need here, and I think that they've at least, if we've taken a deep breath, established that their guy who has big playability to burn a defense is Darius Slayton, the kind of jack-of-all-trades slot guy is Wondell Robinson. There is a distinct role here as that other receiver, that big-bodied guy, and that Kenny Galladay, if he is the Kenny Galladay somewhat of old Ken Phil. Here's what I like about Kenny Galladay. Everything he says is like, that's awesome. That's a professional way of saying things. That's a professional way of handling. I'm here. I've never been a part of a six and one team. He's not sounding like a disgruntled diva wide receiver who signed a big deal and is getting frozen out of playing time. This is a guy saying all the right things in a team first mentality. And that's something you can get behind. And here I am, damned if I am. Uh, I think Kenny Galladay might have a little something to tank and contribute down the second half. And maybe I'm a fool. Oh, Sean, I don't want to tease you here, but in talking to some of his teammates yesterday after practice, they told me that Kenny Galladay had his two best practices of the year this week. That that tickles me, Paul. That tickles me in the old undercarriages. I really hope that's the case. I'm very excited. I want, I want to get Kenny Galladay going. Now, remember... I know this is bananas because we went through the end of the Joe Judge era, Mike Glennon, you know, not being able to move the ball. But there was a period of time at the beginning of last year when Kenny Galladay was signed, the Saint game, even moments. I know he was frustrated in the Washington game where you looked at him. He would be able to catch a pass even without separation. And he just he looked like a number one wide receiver. It looked different when he caught the ball, the moving after catching the ball. The Giants haven't had that. And clearly Kadarius Tony gone. They haven't had that. So. If he doesn't have to worry about being somebody he's not, being able to get behind a D-back for 60 yards and throw a touchdown because Slayton can carry that role, if he's not necessarily worried about the quick, you know, shovel pass two yards because Wandell has that role, I mean, contested catches, you know, into the red zone, that's the kind of stuff that's been missing from the offense. Like, it's all there. I mean, he fits the prototype of what the offense is missing. You know, Sean, if he simply goes out this week and has four catches for 65 yards, but all four catches are for first downs, I'm good with that. Of course. I don't even need I don't even need a touchdown out of him. What I need out of Kenny Galladay is to help this defense move the chains and control the game. Specifically, if he can come up with a 12-yard catch on third and eight, that's a beautiful thing. 
I mean, of course, absolutely. Uh, with that, Paul, as we look ahead and we talk offensively here versus the Houston Texans as we kind of try to get into the game. And again, we'll get to our fantasy picks, our score picks and everything. And just a little bit, this is one giant step with Sean Morris and Paul Latino. All right, so we come out here in the second half. Kenny Galladay could be ready to go. Shane Lemieux is now practicing as well. We'll see. He's got to earn his way back into the offense. Are we under the exception? Is Zudu going to start at left guard this week? I believe that he will. Uh, it looks to me like uh, Gates is primarily going to be the backup center or potentially if Feliciano runs in any trouble, uh, okay. he would be the first guy up there. But I do think Azudu is going to hold on to that left guard spot, at least for the time being. Okay, so the reason I'm bringing up all the offensive pieces is I do think no matter, and I'm going to disagree with this in Paul a little bit, I think Love is going to be fine there. I, I do think that the Giants are, you know, it's going to take a little time to figure out this new role without Xavier McKinney. And I'm not saying that the Texans have this offense that's going to exploit them. They don't. But I think it's now time to ask the Giant offense, Paul, hey, defense down a little bit. We still don't have Ojalar. You don't have X-Man. You guys are getting Kenny Galladay back. Offensive line's getting more cohesive. I, the team's got to start scoring some more points here, and, and there's no better recipe for this. Now, Texans have some young corners like Derek Stingley. They're not totally awful on defense, but it's not like they're out there just destroying teams defensively either. I mean, we saw basically the Texans throw uh, the Titans throw for 55 yards on him. It was all Derek Henry running the ball. Saquon Barkley now a week off with the shoulder injury. I Paul, I think that this game for the Giants is a game where. It's got to start the base level. I want to see, you know, get to 27 points, whether it's running wild or whatever. Let the offense start to feel good about itself moving forward here in the second half starting this week. Yeah, I understand the point, Sean. And in, in a general scope, I agree with you. But at the same time, you're looking at a Houston team that is just absolutely atrocious against the run. They're giving up over 180 yards a game. They're dead last in the National Football League. And you remember two weeks ago, the Titans ran for over 300 yards against yeah. them. And King Henry had over 200 by himself. Could be a big save so, one day for sure. So so to me, <laughs> I mean, it just makes no sense to be just airing the ball out. Well, I'm not saying to air it out, Paul. I'm just asking to score a lot. If you score a lot on the ground, that's fine. But well, while you're running the ball and establishing, if Saquon's running nuts, perfect time to keep moving in the play action then. Open up that defense a little bit. Get Slayton well, behind a defender. Just remember this, okay? Two weeks ago when Tennessee ran for over 300 yards against them, they only beat tennis, uh, They only beat the Texans 17-10. to 10. They only scored 17 points, and they ran for over 300 yards. Yeah. Because what happens is you munch up the clock yeah, when you basically bludgeon this team into right. the ground. Yeah, and I mean, so I... you have fewer possessions and therefore fewer points. So, you know, I know we're not getting into the score right at the moment, but it, it doesn't lend itself. If you're just going to run the ball 35, 40 times and beat these people into the depths of the swamp, uh, you're not going to wind up putting up a lot of points. All right, if that's what happens, sure. I mean, it's also Malik Willis going for 55 yards. I shouldn't expect that out of Daniel Jones. That was a rookie's first start. 